Now you can get even more from the Kurt Angle Show over at adfreeshows.com. Oh, it's true. Enjoy the entire Kurt Angle Show library with no ads, plus catch brand new episodes each week before anyone else does, starting at just nine bucks. That definitely doesn't suck. What else doesn't suck? Interactive experiences that you can take part in with me. You get to jump on and ask me questions during our gold medal Q&A events. And if you joined us for Top Guy Weekend, we got to hang out together in Chicago. Ad-Free Shows also has tons of bonus episodes, including my recent Top 10 Dream Opponents list and watching back the night I kissed Stephanie McMahon. It is truly the gold standard in wrestling content. Get the Kurt Angle Show and all of Conrad's podcasts early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents an episode. Head over to adfreeshows.com right now to sign up. Hey, y'all, it's Rebel with AEW. And when I'm not with the doctor helping her dominate the women's division, you can find me on adfreeshows.com every other Sunday, hosting my personal happy hour, Rebel's Happy Hour. And I would love for you to join me. It's an hour long of drinking, laughing, a little Q&A, maybe some guest surprises, and just chatting about whatever's on your mind. I promise it's a good time. And yes, it is all face-to-face. So do it now. Do it today. Sign up at adfreeshows.com and become a top guy. And tell them Rebel sent you. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Will he want to go? We are broadcasting live from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing my first three Royal Rumbles in the WWE. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. It's great to connect with you. We were just talking a little bit. Uh, we've had a fun couple days. Uh, you and I catching up. Our Steelers are out of the playoffs. Uh, yes, ben sir. Roethlisberger, it looks like he's done with Pittsburgh. And uh, But, man, it's, uh, it's a fun time of year. Football, there's snow. We're getting snow in Pennsylvania, aren't we? A lot of snowy weather in Pennsylvania, yes. <laughs> so uh, it's just that time of year, but it's also Royal Rumble season. Yes, and uh, I know WWE's preparing for their big mega event. And we thought, what better way here on the Kurt Angle Show than to celebrate by doing a Kurt Angle Royal Rumble Megasode. So uh, <laughs> we've discussed your rookie year on one of your first episodes on the Kurt Angle Show. Uh, So make sure you check that out. But we're going to cover each run up to your first three Royal Rumble shows. And, dude, if you're ready, 
we can do this. You ready to get started today? Let's get started, Paul. I'm ready. All right, buddy. Let's do it. So coming off Armageddon 99 and your victory over Steve Blackman, your program to keep getting wins, but at the same time, the WWF is promoting a big debut and it will be a former ECW champion, Taz. When your winning streak begins, were you told of a specific end date of that at all, Kurt? No, I wasn't told when my winning streak would come to an end. As a matter of fact, I think the Taz ordeal just kind of popped up out of nowhere. But, uh, you know, they, they had plans of me staying undefeated. And obviously, I still was undefeated after I wrestled Tad, regardless of what Taz says. Oh, buddy, this is going to be fun. I can tell. Uh, and we're going to get into it. We're going to actually, I'm going to throw the Taz match on here in a minute. But was there any worry from you, Kurt, considering you weren't really sure why you would ever have to lose back in 96? Remember when you came in, hey, I don't, I'm not supposed to lose. I'm the Olympic gold medalist. Of anyone coming in to ask for you to lose, were you, was there any worry on your part at all of all that? No, I understood the business. By 1998, when I signed, I understood you have to put each other over. That's how everybody gets over is uh, giving back and putting each other over. And I didn't understand that in 1996. I thought it was everybody fending for themselves and you wanted to be the biggest star you could on your own. And it's not on your own. In this business, you need help from other people. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so here we are. We're opening 2000. You're beating the likes of Kane and The Rock by disqualification to keep your undefeated streak going. These are big-time names. You had to feel like you're being groomed for a top spot at this point when you're going over on these guys, right, Kurt? Yes, I knew. Even by DQ, going over on these guys, I knew they had big plans for me. They kept my undefeated streak going, and I was really happy at this time. Do you remember when exactly it was, Kurt, that someone sat you down and said, hey, by the way, we have this guy coming in by the name of Taz, and... Uh, your winning streak's going to come to an end. You're going to, you're, you're going to put him over. <laughs> Do you remember well, that? They, they actually, they didn't come to me. I think that Taz was more of a surprise. I, I know they signed him, but I don't know when they thought they were going to start, but they told me a week beforehand, you're going to face Taz at, at Madison square garden in Taz's hometown. And, uh, you know, we're going to do this ordeal where you lose, but you actually say it's an illegal choke and you're going to keep your undefeated streak. So actually Taz and I kind of got over, I got more heat because I complained I was, uh, my streak did not come to an end and Taz won. So we both got over in that match. Mm. So do you remember the first time you meet Taz and maybe what that first conversation looked like as far as talking through what that match at Madison square garden is going to look like? I met Taz once before in 1996 in ECW when I made that appearance after the Olympics, the whole, um, you know, crucifixion thing that went on. But um, I really didn't sit down and talk to him until the day of the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden. And uh, we got along pretty well. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic. Life insurance, specifically Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. 
with life insurance from goliathlife.com. What we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that? If something awful happened to you, I just lost two friends in the last year and a half, one forty-two with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Thank God they had insurance and Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time. And at the same place, Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget and maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately and check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy. And it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home. And begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Well, Kurt, let's do this. I want to play the match of you and Taz from Madison Square Garden. Here we go. Right. It's going to be a slobber knocker to say the very least. And we're picking it off here with the 1996 Olympic gold medal winner, the undefeated Kurt. Look at that stud. In the red, white, and blue, baby. The Patriot. <laughs> With Howard Finkel in the ring. <laughs> Good old Howard. You gotta love it, man. Madison Square Garden, the big time. Yeah, this is the this is the biggest, most popular venue in the world. I mean, for especially for WWE, it's their home. That's right. Here we go. We're getting Kurt on the mic. I love it. This the night we'll I am never very forget. proud to be here tonight at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and in a building this famous, it deserves to have a true champion performing in it. And we all know that if we wait for Patrick Ewing and the New York Knicks to bring home a title, we'd probably be waiting forever. Whoa. We would, we would, it's true. So tonight, even if it's just for one night, I have decided to be your champion. Kurt Angle has some very unique views, does he not? Yeah. 
Now, concerning this so-called unnamed opponent. To be announced. Hold up a second, please. Now, I know you have to be pretty nervous coming out here and facing an undefeated American hero. Angle's undefeated. You can hear him. What I want you to do is take a nice deep breath, let it out, and remember, this is something that you could probably tell your grandkids about someday. It is. They want jazz. Yeah. It's remember your three eyes. Come on out here and give it your all. Here we go. Three eyes, JR. That was a little corny. Yeah, that's okay. You were supposed to be corny back then, Kurt. Yes, I was. <laughs> the cornball, Kurt Angle. This is an answer, too. <laughs> it is, buddy. Oh. Badass. The ass kicker. And here we go, Kurt. Talk about a guy that carried himself like he was seven feet tall. Taz, my goodness. Yes, he did. I mean, he wasn't a very big guy, but when you wrestled him, he was a giant. I mean, the way he just held his arms out, like, you know, the, his stance, it just made him feel bigger. And the way he carried himself, just such a, a, a badass. I, I never, I was an ECW fan, okay? So I grew up outside of Philadelphia in that market. So I knew him from there. And uh, I never really thought about his size and stature. You think about it more when you see him in WWE with these huge superstars. Uh, but man, he just carried himself so large and in charge. And to see the two of you. I mean, wrestling technicians, this is great. Well, you know what? He had such great presence. He looked like a badass, and I think that really helped him out very well. So here we go. You guys are tying up. And by the way, as we watch this, Kurt, you two taking on each other, you're the opening match at Royal Rumble. When were you told that you would be going on to kick off the show? Do you remember that conversation at all? They didn't tell us till the day of the show. They wanted us to open because they wanted the fans to be explosive and excited. And Taz was the guy that was going to bring it to them. There you go. That beautiful belly to belly suplex there from Kurt, you from, from Taz and uh day of the car day of the match. Do you remember any conversation with Taz? Like, Hey, once we get out there, this is what this is going to look like type thing. Well, I, I know that Taz was a little bit concerned about his conditioning. I mean, he looked great. You know, his physique was great. Uh, as good as it ever was, but he was a little bit concerned about his conditioning and that's why the match didn't go very long. Mm, okay. He just had a nice, uh, overhead belly to belly suplex from the second rope to you went for the pinfall. Jimmy Corderas is your referee. And this is your first, again, your first rumble, but you had a hot streak coming into this undefeated. Yes. I was undefeated for two months and I continue to be undefeated. even after this match. <laughs> I love how you keep saying it. I, I do. stay in character the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you, Kurt. Belly to back suplex from angle to Taz. One, two, Taz kicks out. This is a suplex fest. Taz and I, that's all we do. 
That's all you should be doing, honestly. Two of you, two of the best when it comes to delivering suplexes, and we're seeing that here. And here you are trying to deliver the Kurt Angle slam. He reverses it. Looks like he's going for a belly to back. Oh, and he flips you completely over. We almost uh, had a disaster at that point. I jumped too early, and Taz oh. uh, pulled me back and made sure I was okay. And then we went together. Uh, ah. I landed on my head. That was that was a really dangerous move. But look at these suplexes. Taz is so good at them. You know, and there he goes. He's locking you up in his uh, Taz mission. You are locked in, and my goodness. Is this going to be it, Kurt? What happens here? <laughs> nothing. Nothing happened. He's got you. His legs wrapped around you, and you're not moving. Your arms went limp. Well, if you look at the choke, it is illegal. Illegal. An illegal choke. I don't even know if there is an illegal choke, but I made it up that night. <laughs> oh, well, you're not moving at all. Jimmy Corderas calls for the bell. You know, everybody else might have think I lost that night, but I didn't think I lost. Oh my goodness. And Taz, his hand is raised. Let's hear the call here from Jr. and the King, what they got to say. For Taz! Wait a minute. Did Taz just leave like... I you, JR, this yeah. Hands? We got a <laughs> yep. problem there. It was not a no holds barred match. He choked the man out. Well, you're right about that. It wasn't. They got oxygen down there for you, Kurt. <laughs> you know, they had the whole ball of wax. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're out, buddy. I've never seen you like this before. I know I'm selling the crap out of it, aren't I? Are you selling or did he really take you out? You can be honest. This is the Kurt Angle show. I'll be honest. I was selling. And it was an illegal coach. Well, I might be selling this a little too much, huh? Oh. And Jerry Lawler just said it. Well, I got to wonder, is he still undefeated or not? Let me tell you the story. I had to sell this much because I had to be knocked out till I got to the back and I woke up during the pre-tape and said, what happened? And they said, you got choked out illegal, or you got choked out. I said, wait a minute. It was an illegal choke. So I'm still undefeated. And that's why I had to really oversell the choke. Wow, man. I tell you what, Kurt, there it was in all its glory, Kurt doesn't lose according to Kurt. No, I did not lose. It was an illegal joke and I'll keep saying it for the rest of my life. Well, you totally screwed up my next question because I'm supposed to ask, is it a disappointment to lose or the fact that you were able to help launch a star that night? Well, uh, out of he, character, I will say this. It was great to launch the star. I, you know, putting Taz over, uh, knowing that it was in Madison square garden, uh, we both got over because of it, because I got a lot more heat because I claimed I was still undefeated and Taz got the win. He got over. So uh, it was a win-win for both of us. Well, let's get to uh, what Dave Meltzer had to say. And he said, Taz beat Kurt Angle in three minutes, uh, 16 seconds with the choke. Angle looked like a total superstar coming out. Everything they did was really good with a lot of good suplexes thrown in, but they were so rushed. They were doing near falls before anyone even cared about the match. Angle took a great backdrop over the top rope and one time landed almost on his head from a suplex. To your point, Kurt, you said it. You saw it in the match. After the suplex on his head, Taz delivered a head and arm suplex and a T-bone suplex before putting on the choke and the ref stopped the match. The gimmick they are doing is whether it's a choke or a sleeper. Angle in his post-match interview didn't know what happened and still thought he was undefeated. Meltzer gave it two stars. 
First off, for just under five minutes, it's a god darn shame you two couldn't have went much longer and had a great match. Could you not? Because you guys could have tore it down that night even more. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine all the suplexes we would have given to each other? It would have been an incredible match. I would have loved to wrestle Taz for 20 minutes. But like I said before, he was more concerned about his conditioning at this point in time. I think he took off a bunch of time and he got his body in shape. But his conditioning wasn't up to par to where he wanted it to be to have that kind of match. 20 minutes. Super califragilistic, super speciosa. Okay, that's a little different, but I love super speciosa. This has been a game changer in my life. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Kratom was not even on my radar a few years ago. And then Eric Bischoff started talking about it on his podcast. And then my buddy Cassio Kid started talking about it. Now I even found out that one of our favorite WWE superstars uses it. Kratom is something that I was not familiar with, but it turns out it's been around for centuries. It's an all natural herb related to the coffee plant that they've been using over in Thailand for centuries. Think about that. By the way, Kratom can help energize your mind and it can also relax your body. Eric Bischoff tells me that before we get going on 83 weeks, he hooks up that super speciosa and you should too. If you're going to have to get granular, if you're going to have to focus, if you're going to have to think hard, put a lot of brain power into something. Man, we recommend Super Speciosa. Now, my man Cassio Kid, he does it to relax at the end of the day, whereas Eric uses it to start his day. Either way, they both tell me it just helps you feel good. I also want to mention that Super Speciosa only has one ingredient, pure kratom leaf. Seriously, when's the last time you picked up something and it listed the ingredients and there was just one listing? I also want to mention here, Kratom is often used as a pre-workout. So if you're looking to run the extra mile, think of Super Speciosa. Maybe you're thinking about asking your boss for a raise. Maybe you need some Super Speciosa. Get that courage going. Maybe you need to ask that special someone on a date, but you're a little nervous. You need Super Speciosa. Now for beginners, we recommend capsules because they're easier to use. And we also recommend the green strains. They are the most popular. And by the way, Super Speciosa believes in their product so strongly, they offer you a 100% satisfaction or your money back, guaranteed. We also want to mention that this code can be used again and again. So if you've used this code before, or maybe you're going to use it one time and think it's a one-time use, here's a little life hack for you. The code I'm about to give you gives you 20% off every time. Try Kratom now and get 20% off when you go to getsuperleaf.com forward slash angle. And you'll see 20% off when you use the promo code angle that's getsuperleaf.com forward slash angle and use the promo code angle for 20% off. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But as I mentioned, buddy, this thing is centuries years old over in Thailand. They've been rocking Kratom forever, but now in 2022, you're on the Kurt Angle show. We're recommending you try super speciosa. And you can even save 20% at getsuperleaf.com forward slash angle. And be sure to use that promo code angle. Now, Kurt, I got to ask because Taz did have a reputation at times of being hard to deal with. Did you have any of those types of issues with him at all? Or was it smooth sailing working with Taz? No, Taz was humble. He was nice. He was great to get along with. Very professional. I didn't have one problem with him. All right. Well, there you go. And uh, the angle coming out of this was that you still thought you were undefeated. Obviously, here in 2021, you're still saying you're undefeated. Uh, so was there going to be a big return match eventually between you and Taz playing? That, or do you not know? Or had you heard of anything? Because nothing really happened with oh, that. No, I don't think there was any plans of Taz and I wrestling again. I think the match served its purpose. 
I went further with Heat, and Taz got the win. So that's uh, they were happy with what with, with, with occurred that night. And uh, we just continued on, and we went our separate ways. There you go. Well, we're going to move on as well, and we're going to transition from 2000 to 2001, Kurt, in this megasode. And it's time to talk about what happened. World in 2000- there you go. He's got his arms up. In 2000, it's you and Taz in the opener. And now at Rumble 2001, you're the World Wrestling Federation champion. At Armageddon, you retained your title in a six-way Hell in a Cell match. What a difference a year makes, right, Kurt? Yeah, I was improving every week. I, I was loving what I did, uh, getting better every single week. And, you know, the, up until then, I will tell you this. My rookie year was my best year by far. I won every title you could possibly win that year. And it was a, it was a huge year for me. Well, Dave Meltzer, just, he had nothing but praise to heap on about you and the observer you're called the most improved performer, both in and out of the ring in the industry. That's a high compliment coming from the notorious hard to please Dave Meltzer. Are you feeling that way? As you move into 2001, you said in your mind, it was your best year. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would, like I said, I was getting better every week. Uh, you know, I was still really inexperienced. I only had eight months of training before I went on TV my rookie year. And, uh, you know, by this time, I was two years into it, still with little experience. And I, I, was, I was making huge uh, leaps and bounds of improvements. Mm. Well, Kurt, uh, you're mostly teaming with Edge and Christian at this time, and they're your heaters, I guess, is the best way to put it. How much fun is it to work with them and the promos? Because you're learning that as you go, too, and working with those two guys, man, that sounds like a, a hell of a time and a hell of a two guys to be working with at this point. We had a blast. Those guys had a lot of heat. They were hilarious. They got a lot of heat. Uh, one of the best tag teams, and they were my heaters. Those guys really helped me uh, helped me win a bunch of matches, and we all got along. We ended up being best friends for real. Mm. Now, that's cool. We love to hear that. Uh, you're put together with Trish Stratus to take on Triple H at the Rumble with Stephanie in Hunter's Corner. My goodness, I just got to say, I've always been such a fan of Trish Stratus, so good for you. Uh, but, but before we get there in San Jose on raw, you steal the freaking show as you cut the best promo while in the ring with two of the greatest promo men of all time in the business. You got Vince and stone cold, Steve Austin at this point, Kurt, how does it feel to be in the ring with these two and blow them away? My friend, you know what? I, the two of the biggest influences in pro wrestling, I was in that ring and I knocked it out of the park. I felt so good about myself. Um, you know, being in there with those guys and doing what I did and being able to, uh, knock it out of the park was just so much fun. And it, it gave me a lot of confidence. Well, buddy, at that point, between what you did wrestling and really improving that first year and now what you're doing on the mic, I mean, McMahon has just got to see dollar signs all over <laughs> Kurt angle and the Kurt angle. brand. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were killing it, my friend. And in the main event of that show, Austin beats you by disqualification in what is considered one of the best raw main events in several months. You invent suplex city as, as in this one, as you hit Austin with about 10 different suplexes guys, if you haven't checked it out, go back, check it out. This is after Austin's neck injury. How much faith did Steve have in you to do these types of moves when he's, you know, just coming off you know, he's had this major neck injury in his past and here you are delivering suplex after suplex. Well, obviously he had a lot of confidence in me. Steve's a badass dude though. I mean, he's not going to say no to much of anything. The only thing that he wouldn't take is a pile driver because of what happened with him and Owen Hart a few years back. 
But Austin, he was always game for whatever you wanted to do. He was really cool about it. Man, and I think that's important too. You know, he didn't let fear get in the way of what he, he did in the us. future. That's right. So there you go. So you ha- so you move on. You lose via disqualification when Hunter interferes, attacks Austin. You're working injured here, as it's reported in the Observer. You have a strained shoulder. How's that affecting you at this point, Kurt? I, I can't imagine you know that you're wrestling at your best either. Well, shoulder injuries aren't too bad. You can work around those pretty easily. You know, there are certain things you can't do, but for the most part, you can do 95% of the offense that you usually use. So it's not that big of a concern, especially my shoulder wasn't that bad. It was just a little tear in my rotator cuff and it wasn't that serious. All right. So on the scale of Kurt Angle injuries, this one was not a major one, according to Kurt. (laughs) There you go. So there we go. You're moving back to a program that just had a cold end when your love triangle with Hunter and Stephanie ended. And now Trish is kind of wedged in there. Did you feel comfortable with Trish being involved? And do you think it fit the story? Well, I love Trish and her being involved with, with me any particular way. I was really happy. She was such a professional and we need, I needed a female manager to counter set Stephanie because it was triple H and Stephanie and just me. They didn't want to do the love triangle anymore. So we had to counterbalance with Trish. Yeah. And, uh, my goodness, like I said, Trish, just an amazing performer, not only in the managerial role, everything that she was asked to do, uh, but also how she, 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 and she changed the business in terms of, uh, women's wrestling and how she evolved as a talent. Yeah. She was the frontier of it. Definitely. Mm. Well, you're moving back to a program that just had a cold end. Uh, as we said, were there any talk of you going back? Uh, as you mentioned, no, you weren't going to do the love triangle, but Jim Ross would write in the Ross report at this time that he expected triple H to be the heel in your match. Is it tough to go into a match, not knowing how the crowd is going to react? Yeah, especially heel versus heel. I mean, the fans hate both guys. Uh, they don't want to get behind either one, but for the most part, triple H was in the business a good, you know, 12 years at that point. He had more experience and the people knew him better. So they kind of got behind him a little bit more than me. Man, I love talking about the good old days here on the program. And unfortunately, well, the good old days for a lot of us also mean the bedroom. Not anymore. Not thanks to Blue Chew. Fall is here and boy, we could all use a stiff breeze. You know the deal. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. And you know, they say confidence can take you far in life, but maybe more so than ever in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And guys, I've heard the lady say there's nothing sexier than confidence. Well, Blue Chew can help give you that confidence you need where it counts. And if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. When you use our promo code angle and checkout, just pay the $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is angle to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> 
Well, Kurt, from the Observer, the WWF title match where Kurt Angle retained the title over Triple H due to interference from Austin lacked a little in crowd reaction because both were heels. Even though the TV storyline seemed to push the idea of Angle as the face, the crowd seemed more towards cheering Triple H. You're put on before the Rumble. Are you thinking the world title match should have gone on last year? No, the Rumble sells itself. The Rumble match is the most important match of the Royal Rumble because whoever wins that goes to the main event at WrestleMania for the world title. So I was okay with my match being before that. How about the whole heel versus heel deal? That's got to be a little bit of struggle, don't you think? Yeah, it was pretty rough. I mean, we put in the time, uh, 24 minutes. We had a really solid match. I'm surprised the fans didn't get behind it as much as I thought they would, but it was heel versus heel. How about you? Were you happy with it personally or disappointed a little bit? At that point in my career, I was excited. I was elated about the match. Uh, we put in a lot of time, 24 minutes, and uh, the match was really good. The only downset I thought was having um, uh, uh, Austin interfere. And, mm. uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, if you have a baby face that um, comes in and uh, helps you win, uh, I would have rather have done it on my own, maybe a low blow with Triple H than an angle slam and pin him and get the heat on my own than having a baby face give me the heat. That doesn't really make any sense. I don't know why we did that stuff. Um, I do understand you have to have interferences every once in a while, but if, when you're a heel, you need to earn that on your own. You got to get your heat on your own by cheating. No, that's right. I totally agree with you. The observer's feedback on the match here was Kurt Angle pinned Triple H to retain, return uh, to retain the WWF title, excuse me, in 2415. And Dave said, although Triple H had more cheers than Angle, fans overall didn't seem to know how to react as it was quiet because they were going so long. They did long building spots, mainly based around Triple H's uh, working Angle's left leg. He did a great job in that aspect. Triple H went for the figure four, including doing the Ric Flair trick of grabbing the ropes. This set up Stratus jumping in to try and alert the ref and Stephanie attacking Stratus. They brawled, roll, rolling all over the Spanish announcer's table. Vince comes out to separate them, but he couldn't break them up. At one point, Vince put Trish on his shoulders and was carrying her away, but Stephanie attacked Trish and Vince took a bump underneath. Actually, all three did a really good job, even with this segment taking several minutes. In a sense, it broke the momentum of a good match. Let me stop there. Do you agree with Meltzer's uh, take on that one, Kurt? I don't know. I mean, you have these two beautiful women out there. I mean, I understand their eye candy, but we want them to serve more of a purpose. And having that spot in that match, I thought was really important to have a payoff for them. Yeah. Well, he said, in a sense, it broke the momentum of a good match, but the people were given the payoff of the angle teased between uh, the women, and it also got them out of the way of being a focal part of the finish. So there you go, which was necessary since it had to be Austin. So you have Hunter signing up the pedigree, but this one was blocked. Angle did an inadvertent low blow and did a high-arching moonsault for a near fall, giving Triple H credit for that one since Angle always misses his moonsault. Okay. <laughs> and the one time he well, did it... 95% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> and he said the one time he did hit it, it broke I the broke forearm of Bob Holly. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Oh, next time that you was see... the first time I ever tried it. I never practiced it. The first time I tried it was against Bob Holly, and I came up short, and my shin hit his arm and broke it right in half. 
I say the next time. Terrible reputation of of having a horrible moonsault. Actually, it's pretty as hell, but it was because I landed short. (laughs) Some of the prettiest moonsaults are you coming off those cages at TNA. My goodness. I think. Yeah. I think the next moonsault you try is 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 against Dave Meltzer when you see him. <laughs> ref Earl Hebner t- takes a bump. Angle did an arm drag superplex, but no ref to count it. Triple H smashed Angle's head into the steps, and Hebner got caught in there and took a second bump. Triple H grabbed the belt from Mark Eaton, but before he could use it, Angle gave him a belly-to-belly. Triple H came back with a pedigree after blocking Angle's belt, but again, no ref. Austin comes out and attacks Triple H, nailing him with a belt shot, and he bladed. Angle was still selling the pedigree stronger than the belt shot, so Austin hit Triple H with the stunner and left. Angle got the arm over him for the pin, and Meltzer gave it three and three-quarter stars. So there you go, Kurt, and uh, my goodness. And as you said, as we talked about it, you don't really think the Trish Stephanie Vince drama took away from your match at all, right? You feel like that was a needed angle. I think they needed that. And we definitely needed it to get them out of the way because Austin had to come down and do what he had to do. Do you think you needed the Austin interference or was it a necessary evil to get where they were ultimately going for WrestleMania? Now, listen, you have Austin ultimately would take on The Rock that year. You have Taker taking on Triple H. Uh, You're on the card as well. Uh, but, uh, so I'm not sure necessarily that that you would take on Chris Benoit, that WrestleMania, you would defeat him. Well, I, I don't think we needed Austin. Um, you know, thinking back and seeing what happened, I think that I should have gotten the heat on my own, but you know, I think sometimes in wrestling, uh, some of the, sometimes the writers, they think I need to protect triple H a little bit more and, uh, maybe have somebody interfere and, and cause him to lose, because Triple H is one of the biggest names in the business. I understand. I get it, but we didn't need it. Were you, did you know at rumble that ultimately you would be taking on Chris Benoit, uh, in April of 2001 here? No, I did not. They okay. didn't tell me this stuff uh, up until be- before I main evented WrestleMania. And that was n- WrestleMania 19. I didn't have matches set up for WrestleMania till the week prior. Ah, I was a last second uh, participant for the WrestleManias that I did up until WrestleMania 19. So WrestleMania 17 and 18, that they were last second. Actually, WrestleMania 16, 17, and 18, they were all last second uh, matches. All right. Well, there you go. So with that, we're going to transition on forward to your first actual Royal Rumble. <laughs> I went backward, but we're going to go forward. (laughs) At least only the ad-free show members can see the video. (laughs) We're going to go forward to Royal Rumble 2002 in the Megasode. And here we go. We're going to set this one up. We're coming off vengeance where you help Chris Jericho become the first undisputed champion in pro wrestling. So let's all get our minds fast forwarded through there. He has that big match where Chris Jericho becomes the man. We still hear about it today. The first (laughs) undisputed champion. So the next night on Raw, you have a new mix for your music. Do you remember the change in your music around this time at all, Kurt, or why it was changed? Yes, they they didn't want me to be the dorky heel anymore. They <laughs> wanted me to have a little more edge to it. And, you know, they, they wanted a little more hardcore music. I didn't like it. I love my first music, my first entrance music. I, it fit me perfectly, and it was very patriotic. The second one was patriotic too, but it was a little bit more hardcore and they were just trying to change my character a little bit. Ah, got it. 
That, rem- that you know, one of these days we need to talk about your Kurt Angle show music here too. It's a little. I feel like it's a little country, and we need to change it to a little rock and roll. But anyway, You're I digress. Right. You're right. There you go. So I digress. So there we go. Your music's changed at Raw. You wrestle Rikishi, and you get stink faced. Obviously. Okay. How was that? How was the old stink face? I absolutely love the stink face. Now, <laughs> seriously, I will tell you a story. Yes. One time he gave me the stink face, and the bastard. Didn't he took a poop during the day <laughs> and didn't wipe his ass and he buried his butt right in my face and it stunk so badly. And he told me afterward what he did. I mean, I wanted to kill him, but man, he's such a big ass dude and he's a badass and he's Samoan. I'm not going to mess with him. So there was nothing I could do. Got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Now you can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Maybe you're craving late night ice cream. Maybe you forgot that one key ingredient for dinner, or maybe you just need to stock up for the week. With DoorDash, get everything in one app. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code ANGLE. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code angle. Don't forget the code is angle for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply. (laughs) Dude. I don't know if there's any other ribs that could get worse than somebody sticking their shitty ass in your face. Especially an ass that size. That oh, oh my gosh. It's like, it's like sticking your face in an elephant's ass, brother. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so you absorb the stink face and the next SmackDown, you and Regal team up to lose the Rikishi and edge. Are you feeling like you've been moved all the way down the card as you work the first match now on each show? Yeah, I was main eventing every week and now I'm opening the show. Yeah, it was kind of a demotion for me. And all I did was I kept focused and continued to try to impress the company, impress Vince and the writers. And I eventually did it. You know, I didn't stay there forever, but you know, when you're pulled out of the main event, you got to go somewhere and opening match is not bad. Vince McMahon always told me that's the second most important match of the night besides the main event, because that's how you get the crowd rolling. So he made me feel like I had an important role at that time. And Vince McMahon really is a salesman. Either he's telling the truth or he's a great bullshitter. Oh, salesman, baby, salesman. So you wrestled Chris Jericho and The Rock on a Raw episode from Miami. Being in the ring when The Rock's music hits in his hometown has to be an electric experience, does it not? Oh, it was the loudest pop I ever heard in my life. (laughs) It's Rocky's hometown where he went to college, and the fans blew the roof off the joint. It was unbelievable. God, man, I I can imagine. uh, You know, you chills. Oh, it has to. I can't imagine being in the ring for that. As an audience participant, I've heard the Rock come out before, but being in the center of the building for something like that, standing alone, just looking down the ramp, realizing. 
the great one is walking down towards you and the crowd is just lit as the kids say nowadays. I it's, was like a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. How can you not? It's like an undertaker entrance, dude. Yeah, it's oh, gotta yeah. be phenomenal. Well, Jericho gets the win after you hit the rock with the DDT and Jericho steals the pin. Talk to us about working with these two guys, man. Oh, they're two of the best. They both have great looks. They have incredible promo skills, both of them. And they're great in-ring workers. Uh, they're two of the best. They're definitely both in the top 10 of all time. Mm. Without question, when you think about wrestling and mic work and the re reinventing themselves, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Both of them have a lot in common, if you think about it in that regard. So we're at Madison Square Garden. Triple H returns, and you're the one who talks about how it shouldn't be a big deal that Triple H is returning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, he tore his squad eight months ago. I did it this morning. Look at me. I'm jumping around. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, what's the big deal about Triple H anyway? I don't see it, man. I don't know. Who was the guy that single-handedly saved the WWF at Survivor Series? You, Kurt Angle. And who's the guy that brings happiness and joy to children all over the world every single day? Kurt Angle. Exactly. I mean, where was Triple H during the invasion anyway? I don't know. He's probably sitting at home spinning U2 records or something. I don't know. U2. He probably was. I can't stand that song. It's a beautiful day. You want to know a beautiful day? What? A beautiful day was when I won the Olympic gold medal. Yeah, that was a good one. You want to know another beautiful day? Yeah. When I won the WWF title, both times. You want to know another beautiful day? The day I became champion of Europe. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was that was a good one. Yeah. But the point is, I'm not gonna let a guy like Triple H, a guy that tore his quadricep. He, I mean, he was out eight months. I tear my quadricep all the time. I tore it this morning. I'm fine. I'm here. I'm jumping around. I'm not gonna let a guy like that steal my thunder. No way. You know what you need to do, Kurt? You know what you need to do? Huh? You need to make tonight your personal beautiful day. Yeah. This is one of those promos you just mentioned it that are long remembered. You're in the building though, I'm assuming, and Gorilla when Hunter's music hits for his return. Do you remember the pop and do you like the building shaking? I mean, do you remember that experience, Kurt? It was actually louder than the rocks popping my ear. I mean, don't don't forget, you're talking about one of the biggest stars in the history of the business making his debut after being out after nine months with a quad injury. And this is his, you know, this is his first entrance. The first time he came back and I'm in the ring and the place went crazy. The roof just flew off the joint. It was unbelievable. My goodness. So cool. And, uh, such big time. I, I was really proud to be a part of it. Oh, Even absolutely. My ass handed to me. It was awesome. I hugged triple H afterward. I said, thank you for the opportunity. It was awesome to work with you out there. And I hope I did you justice. And buddy, if you think about it from when you came in, you're still on the tail end of the Austin rock. Um, you're there, you know, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, but then you're also there for the Cena and edge and all those years of those it's guys strange. coming in. My goodness. You were really there at an amazing time in wrestling. Best history. time in pro wrestling. Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression Era. Those when they merged, you were you were there for all right of it. Yeah, right in the middle of it. It was mm. awesome. So you also, Kurt, had another freak out when Goldust is announced as participating <laughs> in the Rumble. Do you ever think you're? Do you think you're back to being the geeky self instead of the top guy, heavy heel? Like this is apparently yeah, what's happening. Point, they didn't know what to do with me. 
You know, they changed my music, but they still want me to be to be nerd Kurt Angle and, you know, whine and complain and be a little whiner. So they didn't really know what they wanted to do with me at this particular time. I, I was, uh, um, I guess, uh, uh, in the process of trying to figure out what I need to do next. Mm. Makes sense. It's also being reported around this time, Kurt, that the NWO, Hogan, Hall, and Nash are coming into the company. So again, this is another interesting time in WWE history. What do you remember hearing about this? And were you concerned about now three more guys coming into the company? Well, there are three of the top stars too. I mean, you know, you know, possibly you could be pushed underneath them. Absolutely. And, and you know, you heard stories that they were really political and uh, they were always trying to fight for themselves and fend for themselves. And they always wanted to get tight with the boss and try to, you know, weasel their way to the top. And I didn't see that when they came there. I think Vince kept them under wraps or their, their attitudes changed, but there was no problem with them at all. So Kurt, you mentioned I will tell you this, a story real quick. Okay. I want to hear it. They yeah. came back the first night they were there. Vince messed with them big time. They had to do pre-tapes till three o'clock in the morning. Vince kept them after the show. He pushed the pre-tapes back until the show was over and made them do it over and over and over again. I guess he was, he was making them pay for leaving WWE back in, or WWF back in the nineties. So Kurt, you mentioned that, you know, you had heard that they were selfish or pushed themselves, you know, were political. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. 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 But you're, but you're hearing, you've heard that, right? You, you, obviously you said they, they didn't do that. Who were, did, did you remember guys coming to you saying, Kurt, Oh God, dude, these guys are coming in. Uh, this is not going to be good. This is who they yeah, were. You, know, you guys telling you, make sure you have eyes behind your head, you know? And, and, uh, like I said before, they, they, I didn't have a problem with them. I don't think anybody had a problem with them. I will tell you this. There was one time where Vince was really concerned because I had to make Hogan tap out at the King of the ring. I think it was 2002 or 2003, I think 2002. And, uh, he wanted to make sure he told me that Hulk Hogan would talk him out of it. So he wanted me to be in the room with Hulk Hogan when he told Hulk that he was going to tap out to me. And I was really nervous. I mean, it's Hulk Hogan, the biggest name in the business in the history of the business. And here I'm going to make him tap out for the first time in his career. And Vince wants me there to make sure that, uh, that he abides by it. And it, it just blew my mind. I was, I was nervous and scared and, you know, I, I was inexperienced. I didn't know what to think or expect. And here Vince wanted me to be there to just to, to make sure that Hulk Hogan didn't talk him out of it. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, there were times where Hogan might've been political, uh, in the past, but he wasn't at this point in time. Well, then fast forward, you're working with some of these same guys later on in your career at TNA. Yeah. And they were great to work with. Hogan was great to work with. Uh, Nash was great to work with. Uh, Scott Hall was great to work with. I didn't have problems with, at all with them. Okay. So there you go. Not only your WWE experience, but your, your, uh, TNA experience, you worked with them in both cases and had no, no issues politically or whatever behind the scenes with those guys. Well, here we are. Your, uh, your first rumble match, Kurt. And I, when I mean rumble, I mean, it's the big Royal rumble. In the rumble. That's right. For those of us who don't know, and really not many I've, I've ever talked about it, explain how that match is put together for us. Will you? Well, you have to be there early in the day. There are going to be 30 contestants that are going to compete in it. 
and you have to know exactly when you're getting eliminated or when you're eliminating your opponent or if you're going to do any kind of spots in the ring. It's a very dangerous time. When you have 30 guys in the ring, you get injured pretty easily. So we had to come together and have this meeting and make sure that everybody was on cue with what they had to do. So everyone is in a room. Is is every is it's it everybody? At the ringside. At the okay. Ring. Yeah, it's it's more practice, better practice to be in the ring. And are there multiple agents that are down there? Oh, like yeah. who's I'm, is there I'm one scared. leading the discussion or, or how does that what does that look like? At that particular time, probably Pat Patterson. I okay. Imagine, uh, maybe Johnny Laurinaitis. But um yeah, it was you know, it was pretty organized. I mean, there is very little improvisation in the rumble. The only time that you improvise is when you're punching and kicking and beating down your opponent. Other than that, you have to know exactly what spot you're doing, exactly when you're getting eliminated, and exactly when you're going to eliminate an opponent. Who would have thought, as you know, when you think of pro wrestling, all the memorization that oh, and gosh, yeah. timing that has to go into it. Uh, you would think it'd be more improv, and it probably was back when they were doing headlocks and arm drags uh, as some of the bigger spots. But now, you know, the way the, way the uh, the, the stunts that we do now, you know, it's really hard to just improvise that stuff. You have to practice it and make sure you have it down pat. Were there guys, Kurt, because I can imagine you all get out there, you're doing your thing in the Royal Rumble. There are guys that are going to be like, holy shit, I forget what I'm supposed to do. Were there certain guys you could count on that were kind of had that that uh, photographic memory that you could go to and say, hey, what's do you remember what's next? Or Well, you know what, to be honest with you, every Rumble I've been in, uh, nobody forgot any spots. Wow. Uh, so I think everybody was really, really professional and uh, nobody forgot anything that they had to do and everybody was on. But you have to remember you have a lot of pressure on you. You mess up at the Rumble and it could cost you your job. Yeah, absolutely. You're screwed, and uh, it could cost you your place on the card. It could yes. cost you your job More all the way above. Your place on the card, not so much your job. You're right. Yeah, but still, but you're right. It could Im impact you, how you earn a living, and and that's that's not good. So you're going to enter this rumble at number 26. You throw out Kane and then get hit with one of the biggest frog splashes RVD has ever done. You and hit an. <laughs> I'm sure it did. You hit an angle slam on Triple H. You hit Austin with a bunch of Germans, and then you toss out Austin. That's a that big moment. Just tossed Austin out of the ring. I mean, that's a pretty big moment there in the Rumble for oh, you, Kurt. It was huge. You're talking about the biggest name in professional wrestling at that point in time, and to throw him out with little experience I had, I was really honored to do it. There's always been talk that there are eliminations that are setting up WrestleMania. So as we've watched, you know, Royal Rumbles through the years, it's absolutely correct. You see certain eliminations are all, oh, they're going to build a storyline off of that. Do you know if there was ever any talk of you and Austin together at Mania before everything changed? You know what really ticked me off? Um, there was no particular time in my career where Austin and I were going to wrestle at WrestleMania. They never had any plans of doing that. Uh, this would have been a great time to do it, but uh, they just never had plans to do it. You know, I, I don't think they thought at this particular time that I was a big enough star to main event WrestleMania with Austin. And I totally understood why I might've been a year or two uh, less experienced than I should have been. So I do understand why they did it, but maybe my name wasn't big enough at that particular time, as big as it was when I wrestled Brock Lesnar at mm. WrestleMania 19. But uh, I think that at that particular time, they didn't think I was ready for it. And I think you said it perfectly there, Kurt, because at some, at one point, eventually your name was big enough 
to main event of WrestleMania and just happened to be with Brock instead of Steve Austin. And I think it was a timing thing. Yeah, it was definitely a timing thing. You're absolutely right. Because my goodness, you, you and, 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 uh, Brock's match will go down in history too, as one of the great WrestleMania matches. I it mean, it was a great wrestling match. We wrestled I, a lot and, and the finish will be remembered forever. <laughs> did the shooting star press and missed, uh, <laughs> I thought he broke his neck and I had a broken neck. So I thought we had both had broken necks and I didn't know who was going to win at that particular time. I thought he wasn't going to kick out when I covered him, and he did. Thank God. <laughs> I had that surgery uh, the next day, so I, I wanted to make sure that Brock actually kicked out and won. Incredible, incredible uh, WrestleMania match. So here we are, this Rumble again. Austin's eliminated. You get crushed with a chair shot from Austin, and it's down to just three people left. It's you, Hunter, and who's the third person? Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. That's right. Kurt, were you surprised that Kurt Hennig himself was part of the last three here? Yes and no. I mean, I, 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 Kurt was a little bit older at this point in time. Uh, wasn't quite as good as he used to be, but he was still really good. And, uh, I knew the kind of athlete he was. I watched tape of him and he's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen get in the ring. So I was really honored to be in the ring with him. I thought he was awesome. Kurt, let me tell you, as a fan, one of the dream matches. So if you're, you know, logging on the PlayStation five and you can pick two wrestlers, it's gotta be a dream fun match. Mr. Perfect versus Kurt angle. You two would have matched up so well back in his heyday, man. We would have, I would have loved to wrestle Kurt and I'm really surprised he was never a world champion. That blows my mind. Absolutely. Had all the talent skill. And, uh, man, he had so much charisma as well to go with it. It was just, Eric, a, it was great. Yes. It was a different era that for him then. So you and Hunter go for another two minutes and the injury redemption story of Hunter is capped off by him eliminating you and winning the rumble. How hectic is working one of these matches and not trying to get hurt with all the bodies in there, Kurt? Well, that's the point. You have so many bodies that injuries can happen very easily. You know, you could fall into somebody. Somebody could get thrown into somebody else. Uh, you get tossed over the top rope. You could twist a knee and blow out an ACL. It's one of the most dangerous pay-per-views there is. Well, Kurt, listen, we went over three, your first three Royal Rumbles, all very different events from an opening card match with Taz, the surprise, to a world title defense, to the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, out of those first three, is the is there one where you retain the world title your favorite? Of course it is. I it would, has to be. I retained the world. <laughs> I will tell you this: my second favorite was uh, taking second to Triple H. There's okay. no shame in taking second to one of the biggest stars in the history of the business, mm. especially that early in my career. Well, Kurt, this has been a uh, fantastic trip down memory lane uh, yes, for, was. for us just to go on through these. Uh, and, and by the way, I didn't get to mention this, but man, we were watching you and Taz going at it and I failed to mention, but Taz, you know, great wrestler, had fun watching him in ECW, but when it's all said and done for him, you know what he might be best known for in wrestling? And that is his son hook who yes, has become hook. a star for AEW lately. He's making a huge impact in wrestling right now. This kid is awesome. And he's, he's going to be a big star. He definitely is. I hear he's, he's got one of the top selling t-shirts for pro wrestling tees, which is unbelievable. It is. He had four matches in AEW and he's already a sensation. <laughs> he, he is a sensation. I'm sure dad is yeah. proud. Yeah. So man, that's, that's so cool. But, uh, Kurt, this was a lot of fun today. Thank you so much for doing 
doing this. And uh, I know we have some fun shows lined up uh, for the next few. There's a surprise guest potentially. We don't want to say who, but we're working on a surprise guest that I think will be a lot of fun and some other fun topics. But before we get out of here, Everybody knows what time it is. It's time for some chicken snacks with Kurt Angle. Chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. High protein, low carbohydrate, incredible taste. There's sweet barbecue, sour cream and onion. You have sriracha, cinnamon swirl. We have 11 different flavors, and they're amazing. You can get these at physicallyfit.com. If you use the Angle Pod code, AnglePod20, you get 20% off your first order and you can go online to physicallyfit.com and become a lifetime member and get 20% off the rest of your life. And if you don't believe Kurt Angle, take my word for it. Chicken snacks, pizza. That's the flavor I like. You have a customer. Uh, here I am. Not only am I an advocate, but I'm also an eating customer of the Kurt Angle chicken snacks, buddy. There you go. I wear the merch. I buy the belts. I eat the chicken snacks. Yes, you do. And speaking of the belt, <laughs> there we go. I'm selling everything tonight. <laughs> Kurt Angle, Wildcat belts, Kurt Angle championship belt, custom made, uh, Quality leather, uh, 24 karat gold plating. This is one of the prettiest, nicest belts I've ever seen. It's the Kurt Angle Championship belt. You can get it at wildcats.com, wildcatbelts.com. That's where you can get this. And guys, I'm going to throw out something for you to think about, okay? Some of you are about to file your taxes, okay? When you file your taxes, you also sometimes get a tax return. And it's time to start, you know, using those those sweet lips, those loving lips that you have if you're married, to start talking to that sweet, sweet wife of yours. You have Valentine's Day coming up. Take her out to a nice dinner, nice meal. Tell her how much you love her. Blow sweet nothings into her eardrums and, and really take good care of her. And then when that tax return comes around, say, listen, darling, I've worked hard over the year. I know you do too. But there's one thing that I've had my eye on, and that is I'm a huge fan of Kurt Angle. And there's only four of his title belts left. They're never, they're never making any more of them. He autographed it, dear. Honey, he signed the COA plus the display. I'm never going to get an opportunity to buy one of these. I love Kurt Angle. He's my Olympic gold hero. And once you get her convinced, get one of those belts, man. That's what you do with that. Yeah, check. Tell her it's the best investment she'll ever make. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. So there's the belt. And then finally, KurtAnglebrand.com, Kurt. Yes, we have milk cartons, cowboy hats, T-shirts, uh, autographed photos, birthday cards, uh, video messages from Cameo. We got the whole ball of wax. Go to, go to KurtAnglebrand.com and order yours, and I'll be sending it to you very soon. Make Kurt work on those cameo videos. If it's your kid's <laughs> birthday, have him sing happy birthday to your kid. Maybe it's his bar mitzvah. Have him do I'm a little. i singer, but I will sing. Hey, he'll sing. You're going to sing angle. You're going to sing, have him sing a, you know, a little ditty for you, whatever. Take advantage of that Kurt angle interaction. He'll personalize it and have a lot of fun with you, man. It's, it's a great opportunity. So we put over the snacks, we put over the belts, we put over the Kurt angle brand.com. Make sure you check them out on social media, follow the Kurt angle show. You can follow it. The angle pod on everywhere at the angle pod, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow the man, Kurt angle, find out what he's up to. The man is a busy let me tell you if he's not at hershey chocolate world he's at a wrestling show he's all over the place and you can do that on instagram at the real kurt angle 
or on Twitter at Real Kurt Angle. He'll keep you entertained. He'll keep you positive. He'll keep you smiling. He's your Olympic gold hero, hero, and he is just uh, one hell of a nice guy. I love working with him on this show. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Oh, anytime, Kurt. But man, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of the topics, a lot of bonus material. If you're not on ad-free shows, this is the time to sign up as well. Kurt and I are going to do a bonus episode here soon as well. And uh, I know that I am, I'm looking forward to that one. So you want to check that out for sure, because Kurt and I always uh, have a lot of fun when it comes to that. We're actually going to be talking about that Angle versus Austin SmackDown match from Madison Square Garden from January the 10th, 2002, which we talked a little bit about today, Kurt. You and I are going to watch that match together. That'll be a lot of fun, Paul. All right, buddy. Well, listen, that's going to wrap us up for this week. He's Kurt Angle. I'm Paul Bromwell. This is The Kurt Angle Show. We'll see you again next week. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.